What you just heard were the kids from Perry County mm-hmm. grade school week of summer camp okay. in 1981. 1981. If you feel like you've been taken back in time all of a sudden and you're, and you're con- Scott, you're confused on, you're confused on what year it is. <laughs> hey um, guys, welcome into the voice of Cam Nathaniel. Stephen Bell with me is Lee Sharp. I don't even have an adjective for you. I've been so excited about these past two we've episodes been, that we've done yeah. that, uh, that we've, that we've completely just forfeited the adjective thing. But man, if you listen, if you first, first and foremost, we're taking a journey back through time, yes. all right? And if you have not yet listened to the episode from February 1st, our anniversary episode, mm-hmm. go back and check that out because we started walking through the history of the voice of Camp Nathaniel all the way back to when it began in the ni- in 1948. 1948. Absolutely incredible. So we'll ask you if you if you were listening to this and you haven't listened, what are you doing here? Go back and listen. Go to back. The, go back and no. listen to the other one first, and come then on, come man. back to this one here. Don't worry. That's this r- podcast isn't going anywhere. That's right. It'll That's still right. be here when you finish the other one. You got plenty of time. Go to the beginning. Get the whole story. All right. And and by the way, if you're listening to this, and we said this on the last broadcast, if you've got details about the voice of Camp Nathaniel that you remember as a child, man. Throw them in the comment section below. Email us, message us on Facebook, whatever you need to do. We would love to hear stories Mm -hmm. and get as much information as we can from you guys because there's so much. There's only so much we can fit into a couple of podcast episodes. And let's be perfectly honest. What we just heard was in 1981, all right? Mm -hmm. In the summer of 1981, I wasn't even one then, all right? I wasn't even one year old then. I wasn't, so, I wasn't born yet. You? <laughs> <laughs> we got to so, get through. We got to get through another decade before that. One. So, so I'm just saying, you know, my, myself and Lee here, we've been doing this for a year now in this format with the voice of Camp Nathaniel, mm-hmm. and we, we, we could use some help. Not going to lie. Yeah. Not going to lie. No. When, you've got, when you're continuing on a ministry that's been around for almost a century, you, you're going to need some help. Yes. And the info that we've gotten so far, if you didn't hear in the what you should have heard it in the last one there, but just to recap if you haven't if you don't remember, um, we went digging in the uh, old archives here at camp and mm-hmm. dug out some of the old light in the hills and been researching through theirs. Thanks again to Faith McCurdy for helping yes, us indeed, with that. Faith, good job. And we've been digging through the attic of our chapel, um, finding all the old boxes that were full of some full of reels. And we got the old yeah. we got the old reel to reel machine running <laughs> up there, which is what you just heard a recording from. It got real. <laughs> you like that? You're welcome. <laughs> okay. High quality humor here. At That's Daniel. right. That's right. Nothing but the best. So so hey, we, let's let's jump right back in. We ended the last show, and we ended in the '70s, and so we're picking up in the '80s. Now, listen, the '80s were kind of quiet as far as light in the hills go. There wasn't mm-hmm. a whole lot of information there in regards to the voice of the Camp Nathaniel, and and over the years, it started to change format pretty pretty often. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had the classics. So we're getting ready. Uh, something I'm super excited about in this episode. Mm-hmm. We are actually going to hear one of the 15-minute devotionals from Bob Murr himself. So from back in 1984. Oh, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. So uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to get things started. Uh, we're going to go back to 1981 when uh, Roy Hodson welcomes everyone to the Voice of Camp Nathaniel program uh, during the summer of 1981 with a group of grade schoolers from Perry County. So let's join in. Voice of Camp Nathaniel, we're glad you've tuned in to our program today. 
My name is Roy Hodson, and we hope that you'll stay tuned for the next 30 minutes or so as the young people here at camp, our third week of campers this summer, share with you a program of music, special numbers. Uh, we have a few announcements later on, and then a time in God's Word from our missionary speaker this week, Mr. Calvin Taylor. We'll introduce him to you just a little bit later on as well. We're glad that we have this opportunity to share with you today. We have about 140, 145 campers here this week. Almost all of them are from Perry County. We have a few from other places, but the majority by far from Perry County. And we're glad to have such a group from that county. And maybe some of you listening today live in Perry County around Hazard. And I think you can be proud of these young people as well. We've had a good week in many different ways. We've had good weather. We've had good times in, in sports and activities. And now we're going to have a good radio program for you. The young people have several songs they want to sing as a group. And this first one comes, the idea of it comes directly from the Bible. Let me share with you the verses that this song comes from. In Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 13, it says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewithal shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but be it cast out, and to be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. That idea of salt and light... As Christians, this is what we are to the world. And that's what this song is all about. We are the light of the world. Nineteen eighty-one, Roy Hodson and a group of kids from Perry County, mostly Perry County, mm -hmm. during their week of summer camp. Now, listen, that that format went for a long time, it okay? Did. Because I can remember, you know, when I came on staff at First Baptist Time, and mm -hmm. uh, I can remember coming here and leading worship during the summer for the Voice of Camp Nathaniel broadcast. And okay. and, and at the time, Jeff, of course, was the uh, was the camp director at the time, and what was what was so odd that they had the microphones hanging from the ceiling up in the chapel. Yep, all the kids were in there. Everybody was quiet as a mouse, man, <laughs> and and they had the rundown of exactly how it was going to happen. It wasn't this. Let's let's record each segment at a time, man. They knew how that thing went. Uh, Mr. Murr was back in the radio room, and he was giving Jeff the green light when to start, and then Jeff was like. 
cue the piano. They started playing Welcome mm-hmm. to... We've come to Camp Nathaniel. We're glad we're here. At the end, everybody was quiet. He made his announcements. He welcomed everybody to the show. They filmed it, or, or they recorded it in real time with no hiccups at all. It was incredible. How, okay, hold on. I got to ask now. How many kids would have been in those rooms? We're well over 100. He just said 140. Uh, like uh, between 140, 150 can, kids. Yeah, grade ev- school. I just want everyone to imagine getting <laughs> grades, uh, 140 grade schoolers yeah, it was to nuts. sing on cue. And they sang great, man. They were I mean, phenomenal. They, what, so I guess good. the excitement of being on the program would motivate you to true to to I guess be, behave. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess be quiet so. and when you need to and whatnot. But that's pretty exciting to be able to to do that there. That it. is, man. Um, and you know, we've we've come up again. That was 1981. We've come up to the mid uh, mid 80s here. Mm-hmm. And like we said, the voice of Camp Nathaniel. There were a lot of different aspects to it over the years. We had uh, there there were different segments. Mm-hmm. Um, Whether it was the story time or the gospel, fifteen minutes of gospel and truth. That's uh, right. Uh, uh, and and one of the things that uh, one of the people that we made mention of that was very influential in this radio ministry over the years was uh, Mr. Bob Murr, mm-hmm. and he did a one of those segments called Moments of Truth. And so uh, that that's what we're going to play for you here in just a second. But I, but Lee's kind of kind of gonna. Uh, uh, bring us up to speed, I believe, from an article written in 1995. 95. So they're writing about Bob Murr and his ministry that he has done for years at this point. Got it. Okay. Um, and so this is, it starts back in the 80s. We're, when, in, when we're it, in the 80s. But we're going into the 90s we're here. We're going to the 90s as well. to get info. Mm-hmm. All right. So throughout the remainder of the year, Bob Murr, who directs the radio ministry, uses adventure stories, taped music, and his sidekick, Nelson in Hardware. I remember that. Uh, who lives in a suitcase. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> it was, he lives in a suitcase. Um, it was, to enliven the program. It's it like how Mr. Toner has Ludi. Okay. You know, it's like... It's so, I mean, not a real dude in a suitcase, Lee. <laughs> lives in a suitcase. All right. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing in 95, uh, but yeah, apparently there's people living in suitcases. So <laughs> <Sorry>. uh, <laughs> then, of course, there's the timely delivery of each tape to the appropriate station, which Bob also oversees. So he's mm-hmm. driving them out to all those different stations that yep. are airing it. They, they make a note here that this is no small task. And we are <laughs> no. very grateful for the diligence and creativity that Bob has put into the voice of Camp Nathaniel over the years. Um, another behind the scenes thing that is not because we're going to get to a segment here where Bob does a devotional for us. Yep. Um, Mr. Murr, they're getting into, I guess, one is it one of his 15 minutes of grace and truth that we've got? Yes, it is. There? Okay. That's right. Um, some other behind the scenes things that were happening with the radio program. Um, so another behind the scenes aspect of the program is a number of folks enrolled in a Bible correspondence course, which is offered on the air. These lessons are completed by listeners comprising of ages from six to 60 um, and mm. mailed in to one of our senior mission members, Mr. Jerry Pierce. Um, and so Mr. Pierce, he was heading up doing I, almost like a Bible trivia memorization yeah. sort of thing there. Um, says for years now, Jerry has been faithful in working on the lessons and sending them out to new ones and corresponding with those involved, encourage them to work in that. Um, he got a couple of letters ba- or he got a letter back. You talk about getting feedback from uh-huh. people. Um, so this is one of his people that is writing back to him. 
So that I had become a Christian on January 11th of this year. I went to a revival with my sister and was saved and have felt inner peace and have never, that I have never experienced before. God has answered so many of my prayers and has blessed me. I really enjoy these lessons. I feel that I'm closer to God when I'm studying his word. I will really miss the lessons when they are finished. Hmm. Um, They continue on. They say that it is our prayer that through the voice of Camp Nathaniel, the seeds of the gospel will be planted in many unsaved hearts and that Christians will be challenged to live for Christ through their everyday lives. Um, which Very is cool. just really exciting, which is what we get Very to, we, we get the, the, the privilege of continuing, That's um, right. which is just really neat when um, you come to, to camp here. It's that it's not something new We're we're keeping going stuff yep. that the creativity of Mr. Murr and all the exciting things that he has. So, and speaking of Mr. Murr, it is now time that we hand it over to Mr. Bob Murr for Moments of Truth, dating back to December 2nd, 1984. So enjoy for the ner- for the next probably 14 to 15 minutes, Mr. Bob Murr, right here again on The Voice of Camp Nathaniel. Good morning and welcome to Moments of Truth. We're dealing now in the book of Isaiah, the 29th chapter, and dealing with one of the woes that we have in this section in a couple, three chapters here. Woes that, in many cases, mean also woe or stop. Stop and consider. Stop and consider what God has to say. And one of the problems here in the 29th chapter is that this woe proclaimed upon Jerusalem, a city that supposedly was a center of those that worshiped God, those that were leaders for God, those that should be leading God's people in worship, in consideration of God, in God's way, in God's direction. Of course, Jerusalem, including the king's palace, the king himself. And so a city that should be a place of spiritual leadership, but actually became a place in which they were leading away from God. Things were turned upside down. Things were changed around. And so God, in pronouncing woe upon Jerusalem, in this particular chapter, not only speaks of the woe, speaks of his discipline upon them, related to other nations coming in upon them, but also speaks in relationship to their behavior pattern as a result of God's discipline. And so in the last part, or the middle part of the chapter here, it speaks of stay yourself and wonder, cry out and cry. They are drunk, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with strong drink. For the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep, and hath closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers, the seers, hath he covered. And the vision of all has become unto you like the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one who has learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I cannot, for it is sealed. And the book is delivered to him who has not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, saith, I am not learned. Or in other words, excuses given for not considering God's word, what God says, his direction, his plan, his purpose. One says, this is sealed. We cannot read it. Many people treat the Bible in that very way. They say, well, it's a sealed book. Nobody can really understand it. So we'll have nothing to do with it. I've actually heard people say, well, I don't read the Bible because I can't understand it. Well, it's through reading of the Bible that we gain understanding, giving God's Spirit the opportunity to use it as 
a means of bringing into our lives that which God has for us through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we need to be busy about reading the Bible and studying it. The Bible says to study, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth or handling it correctly, dealing with it as God would have us to. And God gives us a pattern in his word, directing us in the use, in using his word, in studying his word, a pattern, a plan, because he has a very positive purpose for each one of us individually through his word. But here were a people that rejected the word of God. Well, at least they said that they followed God's word and God's direction. But God even speaks of that. For in the 13th verse, he says, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and, one, and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hidden. So we have a woe mentioned here. And then we have something to wonder about. And truly God's discipline, God's love and mercy toward us to bring discipline upon us, and in this case upon the nation Israel, in order that he might draw them back to himself and cause them to acknowledge him as Lord over all, cause them to acknowledge him as the one that has a proper plan and the priority, the prior claim upon their lives, God in his love and mercy, bringing discipline upon them. And it is a wonder, the work of God toward us, even though we as humans looking at the same situation would say, why doesn't God wipe them out? Why doesn't God bring it to an end, their disobedience? Why doesn't God wipe them out? Well, God is merciful. God is patient. He has been with you in the fact that he's not willing that any should perish. And how many times have you heard the message of salvation in Christ Jesus and up to this point have rejected it? God is merciful toward you. God is patient. God is loving. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so thinking of God in those terms, then the answer to our question, of course, is very easily found when we ask the question, why doesn't God wipe them out? You remember Jonah wanted that as far as Nineveh was concerned. In fact, he didn't want to go to Nineveh to begin with because he had a pretty good idea what God would do, especially if Nineveh repented, if they heard the word and turned away from their wickedness. Well, anyhow, it goes on to say here concerning the wonder of God's discipline and the wonder that he will, the wonders that he will work, the marvelous work. So we go from woe to wondering to a work of God the hand of God, the direction of God, as he says here that even their wise men shall perish and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hidden. Woe unto those who seek deeply to hide their counsel from the Lord and their works are in the dark. And they say, who seeth us and who knoweth us? And what is the answer to that? Of course, God gave them an answer to that. God sees, God hears, God perceives our very hearts the thoughts of our hearts, the very thought and intents of our heart. And we may say with our lips that we worship him. We may go through the form of worshiping God and supposedly walking close to him. And yet God looks on the heart, not the outward appearance. 
we as humans are so taken up with the outward appearance, the externals, the superficial, really, that we fail to see what God has for us in real depth, and our hearts are not prepared. The Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. And though we may on the surface appear to be really top-notch, yet God looks within and sees where we really are. God sees the condition of our hearts. And so we need to be honest with Him. Well, really, it's being honest with ourselves. Whatever we say, God looks on the heart. He knows the condition of our hearts. So it's not deceiving ourselves or trying to deceive others, but be open and honest and accept what God says about us as the truth and what God says about our need of salvation, our need to be born again. Well, God goes on to say here, Behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder, for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hidden. I am thinking in terms of those that in the past have set themselves up to be men of wisdom and exalted themselves to be men of wisdom and spoke out in different areas of life. And then years go by, and suddenly we discover that their wisdom wasn't really a wisdom after all. They were speaking out of their own vain hearts and thoughts and missed completely the truth of God. Stop to think of things that were accepted as supposed scientific facts a few years ago now are no longer acceptable or not considered to be true. And man says he can go it himself. He can go it alone. He can do it himself. Many say that within man is all that he needs. Well, without God, of course, there isn't all that he needs. And so God says the wise will be will perish. The understanding of the prudent men shall be hidden. Woe unto those who seek deeply to hide their counsel from God, and their works are in the dark. And they say, Who seeth us, and who knoweth us? And as we mentioned, God sees. God knows. God understands. The Bible tells us that God looks on the heart of man. God sees the heart. Man looketh on the outward appearance. So whatever may be evident on the surface doesn't mean that that's what's going on within the heart. Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as a potter's clay. For shall the work say of him who made it, he made me not? Or shall the thing formed say of him who formed it, he had no understanding? But we do that very thing with God. Something happens in our lives and we say, why did God bring that to pass? What we're really saying is, he shouldn't have done that. He had no right to do that. Look how good I am. Look what good things I accomplish. Look what kind of a, purpose I, a person I am. God should not have done that. And so we question God. We even call him down. Peter did that very thing when the Lord Jesus Christ was speaking of his death on the cross and so on. Peter said, not so, Lord. But he was contradicting the very Son of God who knew why he came to this earth. And he said, Not so, Lord. And the Lord called him down, rebuked him for that, for that attitude, for that direction of thought. The Son of God being called down, being, well, really contradicted, saying that's not true. But remember, any time that we fail to believe what God says, we're calling God a liar in that particular area. And perhaps you are doing that as far as God is concerned, period, simply because you do not believe there is a God, or perhaps you say there is no God, or perhaps you do not believe the Bible to be the Word of God, and so you do not, do not accept what it says for you personally. You are calling God a liar. 
Unbelief is calling God a liar. So the Bible speaks then of people that turn things upside down, get things reversed, get them in the wrong order, that which is formed, saying to that which formed it, look, you had no right to do this. You just don't understand. And people have actually said that to me also. You just don't understand what I'm going through. And that's true as far as I personally am concerned. In some of the situations, I don't fully understand what they're going through. But I have a God who does know. I have a God who does know their weaknesses, a God who knows their particular needs, and God who knows what they're suffering, what they're going through. The Lord Jesus Christ here upon this earth was tempted in all points like as we are. He knows what the situation is. He knows what you're going through. He understands what your need is. And so his word then brings it to us. His word proclaims it. His word tells us what we need. But we've got things all turned upside down. In fact, I was thinking the other day, we've got things turned upside down to the point that many people are calling the Bible an X-rated book as far as public life is concerned, as far as our schools are concerned, as far as any area of a public ministry. The Bible is an X-rated book, they say. Really come right out and say that very thing. We do not need that dirty book, as one person said, in our schools, in our educational system, and so on, in our public life, and trying to wipe it out. Well, they are the losers, really, when you come right down to it. They will have to face God. They will have to stand before Him someday. But we need to continue to proclaim the Word of God, to give it forth as the very Word of God and show by our lives that we believe it, that we put our trust in it. The last part of this chapter then deals with promises of God, His work then on, the, on behalf of the nation Israel, on behalf of His people, His work, His accomplishments, through His Word, bringing to them the light of His Word, the light of His love, the meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord, and the poor among them shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel when God brings His work and writes it upon their hearts. And this is speaking of a time when a remnant of the nation Israel will stand forth and glorify and exalt God and speak of Him and of His Word and accept it and will have no excuse of any kind to lay it aside and say, it's a sealed book, or I'm not really learned enough so therefore I cannot get anything out of it. I cannot understand it. But God will place understanding within their hearts as they turn to Him and acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ as their Messiah. The nation Israel then will come to a time when they'll have a very special blessing from God and acknowledge that what God says is true in every area and what God says in relationship to their need is true. Will you acknowledge that now? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, for the message of hope that we have in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the promises here throughout the Old Testament concerning your provision for us in relationship to our need of salvation. And, Father, help those who are listening today to be convicted, convinced by your Spirit, and draw nigh to you. Thank you for all this. In Jesus' name, amen. It is so cool to know that, you know, 1984, Bob Murr in 1984, mm -hmm. And, uh, and hey, he's, he's with the Lord now, mm -hmm. and yet he is still, because of, the, because of people who recorded those things, mm -hmm. he is still able, um, you know, I think of in Hebrews where it talks about um, Abel in, in the hall of faith in Hebrews, mm -hmm. Hebrews 11 mm -hmm. there. 
it says it says though is he though he is dead he still speaks it, it's just it's just cool knowing that uh, you you see the testimony of those who have lived before us and but now because of technology we are able to go back and in 1984 literally mm-hmm. we we hear bob murr speaking and and giving the gospel it, it, it's it's really cool man really very, cool very stuff cool. so there you have it. Bob Murr for Moments of Truth back in uh, December 2nd, 1984 was when that broadcast happened. And, you know, after Bob started, after Bob finished up doing Voice of Camp Nathaniel, like I mm-hmm. said, I can remember coming in the early 2000s and uh, Bob back there in the radio room when we were recording Voice of Camp Nathaniel mm-hmm. during the summer, during during summer camps and whatnot. And it was still doing the 30-minute long uh, broadcast, yep. uh, you know, on Saturday mornings. That, that team... That uh, tended to be the the mainstay, I guess you would say, for 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 the majority of the ministry. Mm-hmm. And but it wasn't long after that before it eventually got to the point to where it took on a new format, mm-hmm. and the voice of Camp Nathaniel began became instead of a week instead of a weekly thirty minute broadcast, mm-hmm. it became a daily five minute broadcast. Mm-hmm. Something and, quick that you would listen to in the morning as you're getting ready, something to get you into the Word of God to encourage you. That's and, exactly, right. and that's when it was because I can remember actually I was uh, I was doing the morning show with uh, so, with some guys at WKCB at the time mm-hmm. uh, here in Hindman, and the voice of Camp Nathaniel was part of the morning show, and they did that because it was strategically placed there because people would listen to that morning show on their way to work. And so right in the middle of their morning commute, they would get the voice of Camp Nathaniel, five-minute devotional. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then in the, on the hazard station, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, in Knott County, it was in the mornings. On the hazard station, it was, in, it was for the evening commute. Gotcha. They had it there, same program, mm-hmm. but it would happen on the way home. Mm-hmm. And so you were hitting two different audiences yeah. at two different times. And, and as time has gone on, um, they also... Well, podcasts started to become a thing, um, which did. is what you're listening to. You yeah. might be listening to this on your po- whether on Spotify or um, on Apple Podcasts or what is it, Google Play? The, there's the Google there's all kinds. So you might be listening or on YouTube. And as time has gone on, they added it into they, they expanded to that as well because that's that's what the voice of Camp Nathaniel does. It constantly is expanding to new fields to that's new right. people. And really, what it what it kind of boiled down to was, you know, um, time on the radio was getting pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And when was, podcasts became a thing, um, all of a sudden that expense wasn't there anymore. Exactly. You paid for a monthly podcast hosting versus mm-hmm. weekly time on the air. So you got some look, info about look, that, right? Looking at the prices here, this is a little bit of, of inflation. One of the, one of the article we <laughs> we started with talking about in the forties and the fifties. How much was it again? Sixteen dollars and eighty cents, or sixteen fifty somewhere for each there. episode per week. Yep, per week. So we got. Well, I'm going to pull my calculator out here. So we got sixteen, <laughs> and we do that for four. Four weeks. Four so, weeks. So each month's going to cost about sixty-four bucks. Okay. All right. Okay. Sixty-four bucks um, a month is what it was when it when it first started in ninety-five. The way the way prices change. Okay. You know, so from have, not from nineteen forty-eight um, to nineteen ninety-five. Here's the difference: uh, three hundred and seventy-five dollars to four hundred dollars a month. A month. Which means you know you break that. It, it's a hundred bucks an episode. At that point, that is talk about prices changing uh, for think? different things there. 
So obviously, you know, by the by the turn of the century, uh, getting into the early to um, early two thousands, or really podcasts started coming on. It wasn't until probably the two thousand tens that we yeah. started seeing a lot of mm-hmm. podcasts take shape. So yeah, it changes with the times. It you know, it, it, it started on radio because radio was new. Mm-hmm. Radio was doing its thing, so they took advantage of that. And so as times change, as technology changes. Well, so does the the method changes. The theology never changes. The no. the the message never changes, but the method it, it the method can adjust and that's okay. In doing research and digging into the voice of Camp Nathaniel, there mm-hmm. was a small period of time um where TV was also a part of the the I guess not the voice of Camp Nathaniel, um, wow. but it was it was a program that Camp did a little bit of TV stuff and helped out with a few different programs well, and awesome. stuff like that. I do not have all the info on that, so if somebody's got more info on that, again comment below because we're we're learning along. Hopefully, you are all learning with us. That's um, right. Um, but maybe we could also learn from you. We can learn from each other there. So and hey, Camp has a YouTube channel now. We do. <laughs> Facebook page, all that good stuff that you can find. Uh, videos, audio files, everything that you want to know about Camp Nathaniel, you can find it out. And uh, man, it's uh, it, it, so it brings us up to kind of where we are. See, the before we started doing what we're doing now, you mm-hmm. know, a year ago, um, it had been doing the five-minute daily devotional thing mm-hmm. for quite some time. In yeah. fact, um, we had various members of our of our staff that were that would take time about doing those five minute devotions. They would yep. take maybe a week at a time, mm-hmm. and so you had guys like Jeff McIntyre, you had Daniel Stanley, you had Tim Mushan, you had Mark Clark. I mean, just just to name a, a few here, a few. and there were others. There were others that contributed to that as well. I know I'm leaving some out, not not intentionally, but eventually got to the point to where. Um, Tim himself. I think, I think Tim just was kind of took he it was on. The, he he was, was the main guy. He was the main guy, and and I asked him before before he kind of handed this ministry over to this to us in this format. I asked him. I said, "Man, how long did you do that? How long did you do it in that format? Five minutes a day, every day." And he looked at me. and He said, "We did that for ten years. Mm-hmm. Ten years, dude. Mm-hmm. That is a lot. It's been going." It's been going. It has not stopped. No, it hasn't. And so now, uh, as of last year, February 1st, 2023, uh, the voice of of Camp Nathaniel has has evolved again. Added a couple of new voices. Added a couple of new voices. Uh, We bring in people from time to time to talk about. We're going to be talking to uh, uh, William Gilbert here in just a second about an event coming up for you men. Uh, But, man, it is exciting to know that here we are 76 years later, Mm -hmm. and as we've looked back to the history of the voice of Camp Nathaniel, still going strong today, and God is still using it to impact lives. That is an incredible thing Mm -hmm. to be part of. It really is. We hope you all have enjoyed taking this journey with us. Um, we'll probably, I don't know, is this going to become like a new tradition every Maybe. year? Maybe. There's a lot of reels to go through, man. There's a lot of reels up there every <laughs> year going back, at least in February, to do some to do some history there. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see what happens. But we're going to close it out with some history before we bring William in and talk to him about a men's, men's event coming up for you guys. So let's throw things back to 1981 and the conclusion of that episode of The Voice of Camp Nathaniel with Roy Hodgson and the kids from Perry County during their grade school week of camp singing us out. Here we go. Now before the campers share one closing song with you, let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you for this half hour we've had with our radio listeners. We thank you for Jesus who died on the cross and rose again that we might have salvation. 
We thank you that you've chosen us as believers to be your ambassadors, your representatives here on earth. And we pray, Father, that you might help each of us to live in a proper way so that we can be good ambassadors, so that others can see us and know that you live in our hearts. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back. Now we're going to get into one of our ministry highlights here with some current events coming up. So we've got a guest in the, in the, well, I guess we're not in the radio. It's room our right mobile now. studio, mobile studio. Yeah. We've got William Gilbert with us again. How's Hello. it going, man? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. Right. Hey, good to always have you back here. So it's a, uh, Hey, we're talking, um, an event that kind of, you know, camp has always, um, done, men's ministry to a degree, but this is really specific. And we, uh, this is a ministry that kind of started up last year mm-hmm. uh, in regards to part of our adult and family ministries. And so uh, let's just, before we get into the details of this year's event, just real quick, give us just kind of a rundown of how God laid this type of ministry on your heart, because you're kind of spearheading this thing. Um, it's, it kind of, it goes way back many years to where I'm from near Chicago. Uh, my uh, senior pastor, who's now in heaven, he he wanted to do an, uh, a men's ministry in our church, and he then eventually developed a, uh, a, a, a weekend retreat that still goes on with my church regularly uh, that's led by some uh, really good guys. And so when I came down here, I thought, wow, this would be, this is a great place to have it, like if we were mm-hmm. to have one. Um, obviously, they're not going to come all the way down for that here, but I thought, why couldn't we do something like that here, mm. with, especially with all the men and there's a lot of smaller churches around where they can't just have their own, probably, event on their own, but if they yep. all came together for one event, it might just work. And so, See how camp can be used as a ministry of the local church? We're just bringing people together. Come on, man. Come on. And so, uh, but man, listen, we're, we're thankful that God has brought you here and, and put this passion on your heart for this particular ministry and, and, uh, and, and, and really 
uh, passionate about seeing men become disciples of Christ and making disciples. So uh, last year we had our first event. It was uh, it was back in March of last year. Had a the the to say that it exceeded our expectations is probably an understatement because we were planning for what thirty people. Yeah, we were hoping to have thirty. Yeah, and we be we thought that would be a success. And we ended up with uh, close to sixty. Yeah, it I think was, it was just short of sixty. Yeah, it was nuts, man. It, it really was. was. It, it was, was a lot of fun too. It was fantastic. Got to meet a lot of guys who uh, a lot of guys who were familiar with camp already. Some guys had never been here before, and uh, and some guys you know came not even saved, um, you know, really impacted their lives in a great way. And so we're expecting to see uh, men back out uh, here in just a couple of weeks because now you get to tell us about March the 2nd. Yeah, so we're going to, March 2nd, like uh, Stephen said, we're going to do our, uh, I I call it our second annual, but like Stephen said, we have been doing men's ministry for a long time in different ways, but this Mm -hmm. will be uh, since I've been doing it and uh, our team has been doing it. And so we're we're in, this year, it's going to be a little different. Last year, we uh, we kind of threw it together, which is really interesting. We kind of threw it together last minute, kind of. And yeah. We still ended up with 55 to 60 guys. And um, this year, we're going to be uh, doing it on a Saturday instead of a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Last year, the only day that was available was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. This year, we were able to do it on a Saturday. We're going to do it on a Saturday. And uh, so the event will be a little longer. Uh, it'll run from um, 9 a.m. till 3:30 p.m. and uh, we're going to add a few. Last year we had some field competitions, different contests like axe throwing and uh, caber toss and uh, tire throw, and and uh, had a turkey shoot, a turkey shoot, which was the first time we ever had shooting on the grounds here at Camp Nathaniel. Yeah, that that, that was a that was a big deal, man. It, it was, was a big deal, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, so this year we're gonna expand it a little bit, had mm-hmm. a few more contests and have a little bit more time, but also uh, break it up differently so that everyone can be at the turkey shoot at the same time, which uh, we may do a turkey shoot again, or we may do a clay pigeon shooting. Uh, we haven't really decided yet, but one way or the other, we'll have shotgun shooting on the grounds again. Um, keep, keep in mind, when we're recording this, we're actually in February. Uh, no, we're in January recording this. <laughs> See what time does to you, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is going to air just a couple of weeks before the event. So by the time this airs, we know what everything we know uh, everything that's going on at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so uh, other kind of events that are going on, and 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 how people can get involved with it. Um, talking about the field events, the field activities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're going to do basically everything we did last year, but we're going to add. We're we're working on doing a two man saw. Nice. If we can get one, uh, we found a guy who's got one. If we can get it sharpened, mm-hmm. then uh, then we're going to do a two-man saw. And then um, uh, we're going to do a hammer throw, mm-hmm. which will be interesting. Nice. Then, um, I heard we were going to bring back the caber toss. We are going to bring back the caber toss. And if you don't know what a caber toss is, if you think about like the, the Scottish games – that you'll see ever so often, you'll see the guys out there with the giant pole and they yep. have to throw it and trying to get it at a certain angle and all that sort of good stuff. We are bringing that back. So if you think that you have the skills to do that, then you can come prove it. Yeah, I mean, so even if you only want to do one contest, you'll be able to do that or competition as we're calling it. And we're going to have prizes again like we did last year. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, we changed it a little bit. I'm not going to 
We know what the prizes are, but I'm Don't not, give anything I'm not away. gonna give anything away. No. Um, so gonna ha- gonna have great food as we're we, great as we food always again. Do. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, uh, do we wanna tell them what the food is? Well, buddy, uh, why not? It's oh, a big okay. selling right. point. I just don't wanna I like to surprise them a little bit too. Well, I mean, but, it, it, I, do what you want, man. Do what you want. If you're, com- if you're coming to Camp Nathaniel, you're eating good. Yeah, that's just it, how, yeah, that's true. That's, that's just true. set in stone yeah. here. Right, exactly. So we're gonna <laughs> excuse me. We're gonna have pulled pork and a and a brisk beef brisket and then nice. some sides and some other things. And what was it, Tim man-made, Allen? Made, how, man-made, man-made cook. I mean, uh, homemade cookies and. How did Tim Allen used to do in a home improvement when he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, good deal, man. Hey, listen, if you are out there and you're listening to it, if you are part of a church somewhere, maybe you're a man in a church and you've got uh, other men in your, in your uh, congregation, this would be a great opportunity for you guys to get together and come to Camp Nathaniel. If you're a pastor out there, this is an awesome opportunity to have an event for your men where you have to do zero preparation. Mm-hmm. It is literally getting a group of guys together. Uh, jumping in some vehicles and coming over here to Camp Nathaniel. You can find out all the details of this ministry at campnathaniel.org slash men's ministry, M-E-N-S-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. And uh, and, and what time is everything starting? Uh, 9 a.m. is registration. 9 a.m. Good deal. And it's going until? And we'll have the coffee. Don't worry. Oh, so, nice. And we will have coffee, like Lee said. Uh, till 3.30. 9 to 3.30. So you're going to spend yeah. your day at camp, man. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Again, yeah. if you want more details, go to campnathaniel.org slash men's ministry, and we'll get you guys hooked up there. You can. Uh, do they need to register? Uh, we'd like them to register if possible. Online. Just to, online, yeah. Just to, to kind of give us a heads up so that we know how many people are coming so we can plan for your uh, events that you're going to be part of and stuff along those well, lines. We're not gonna. Again. we're not going to do the registration the same as we did last year. Oh, okay. We're going to let them... Register for the events when they show up. Got it. Rather than online, um, but we do need to know for food prep and stuff like how that. How much? Br- how much brisket do we need? Yeah. Exactly. Let yeah, us know sure. so we make sure right. we got enough. <laughs> right. And that way, I can also add twenty pounds so that I can have lots of leftovers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Absolutely. Um, well, uh, uh, I also wanted to just say that there's no there's no cost to this event. Again, we last year we had no cost, and we hope to keep it that way. And so, and, uh, and that's want- an incredible an incredible just benefit for people of this area for, and again, it keep, I keep going back to churches in this area, man, take advantage of this because yeah. like William said, a lot of our churches in this area are smaller. Mm-hmm. And so there's no, there's nobody, there might not be anybody there to, uh, there to organize these events. And so camp wants to be that resource for your church. And this is just a great opportunity for men in your church to get involved, to come be challenged by the word of God, to fellowship together, to enjoy a great meal. And man, just have an absolutely amazing time. I agree. Yes. Well, well said. Good, well, good deal. Well, uh, William, thanks again for uh, joining in with us, man. We appreciate it. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure. Lee, it has been a good episode, man. It's been a lot of fun. It's it's hard to believe we've been doing this for over a year now. Getting more into it. We'll have more episodes coming up in the next, uh, I guess, in the next couple of weeks. Yes, we'll indeed. In, in, out. in fact, man, we've got almost the entire year planned out already. It's it's we, We've been so productive over the past few weeks. <laughs> actually getting ready, prepared ahead of time. <laughs> uh, no, Not just throwing things together last minute. That's right. There may be still some of those from time to time. But hey, guys, thanks so much for uh, listening in to the Voice of Camp Nathaniel. Again, Stephen Bell and Lee Sharp, uh, appreciating you guys so much uh, for, for tuning in and letting us know Uh, that you're out there listening. Um, That's all I've got, man. Uh, Again, William, thank you. And Lee, we'll uh, We'll chat with you all again in a couple weeks. All right, guys. Take it easy.